0: Like, just one-on-one. Okay. How do you feel? Fine. Fine. <laughs> like I'm talking to my son. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's, I mean, this is exactly what this is. This is all... Don't
1: we always talk about movies? We always all the talk about movies. That's what movies.
0: we do. That's what we do. This is why we're here.
1: We talk about movies. Mm-hmm. It's our thing. Yeah. So, let's talk.
0: Let's talk. I... This is the first thing we're... Rec- okay, so... Beyond, um... The minute, Like, this is the first thing we're recording for Ferris Bueller. Like, you and I are recording before Victoria and I have recorded any actual minute, so I don't even know the intro yet. So it's not going to be this official, but like, welcome to Ferris Bueller Minute, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the John Hughes classic Ferris Bueller's Day Off, one minute at a time. Okay. I'm Gary Roby, and I'm here with my mom, Ellen. Hello, Ellen. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. Hi. So you haven't you really you haven't done shit yet? No, we we did the promo um and I've watched the movie probably a dozen times in the last week. But Damn. yeah. Well, uh, when I say I've watched it, it's not I'm not like just sitting in the mood. like I've been scheduling people to come on the show. I've been trying to take some notes. I've been trying to come up with ideas of like things that I want to talk about as we get into later moments of the movie. Um, I have the soundtrack, but even the soundtrack doesn't have, like, all the music from the movie, which is a bummer. Um, because oh, I never no. made an official soundtrack. It's not
1: like Pretty in Pink. Pretty in Pink has a beautiful soundtrack.
0: But does it contain everything? Yes. because uh, the, the one I've got, the Ferris Bueller one, came from La La Land Records, mm-hmm. which is beautiful and wonderful, and it has a lot of the Ira Newborn score, including stuff that they didn't put in the movie, but a lot of the songs that show up in the background of the movie aren't all in it, um, the The song that's playing while they're by the jacuzzi and Cameron's pool after his freakout isn't on the disc, uh-huh. and uh, March the Swivelheads. The song that plays as he's running home, booking it home after leaving Gen- uh, after leaving um Sloane behind, mm-hmm. um, that's not on the soundtrack either. But most of the other music is. But
1: everybody identifies with
0: that song. Yeah, well, that one's great. Um, that one's nice because there's not a lot of dialogue, so it means I can use it for stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot harder trying to make the like intro and outro to this work Mm -hmm. to the main show um because i wanted to use audio from the i mean you've listened to the intro you've heard how it goes like it's the it's got the bueller bueller and then the revving engine and i had to like cut it down to make the music sync with that audio from the film it was really weird but it worked which was nice so i'm proud of how that sounds and i think that's gonna be like something we'll keep throughout the season
1: yeah how long is this
0: movie? How many minutes are you doing? Um, that's a Sorry, very good I question. How, I don't know how long it is. I think it's like hundred and six. Uh, I can give you an exact number though, because we have it broken down by minutes. Um, oh, this is great podcasting. Me surfing my phone for stuff. <laughs> I think I'm just going to let this start, and we're just going to. This is going to be the end. Like, we're not even going. It's not even be. 103. I was close. 103 minutes. But we have to do, we will do, um, like, on Harry Potter, we skipped the credits. We did, like, one massive credits episode. <clears throat> but for Ferris, we we are going to do every single minute of the credits because there's film playing during the credits. Oh, yeah. They don't True. stop. Like, the film doesn't stop until
1: yeah, like in Ferris, Ferris you tells you to had, go home. Yeah, Ferris tells you to leave after a shower. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So do you remember the first time you saw Ferris Bueller's Day Off? You'd have been 20 um i was 20 when he came out yeah it came in 86 it have been going on 20 i suppose because i think it was a summer release but 86? i could be completely wrong no if i was if it was 86 i would have been 19 that year i think yeah going on 20 unless it came out at, i don't know what, what time of year it came out Yeah, well, you're right. Going on 20.
1: So... You would have been out of high school by then. I would have been out of high school. I know that Sandy and I saw that together. Okay. But I can't remember who else was with us. It came out June
0: 11th of 86. I don't remember
1: who else was with us. But I do know that we went to the the theater and we went late because we all worked late. Okay. And the theater we used to go to was like this theater that your feet
0: stuck constantly oh like, i hate that that's you know where you walked ones. and you heard See, quick, 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 quick. working in a movie theater i know that that just means that no one's mopped those floors it was
1: nasty that's disgusting but it was a buck so you know you could go to the theater and it was a dollar and it was
0: great do they just not have people cleaning between do, you, do was that like the thing Do they just not have ushers cleaning the no, theater there were, between there all, were, between there were shows? ushers
1: there were ushers but you know it wasn't it was the cheap theater so you know it was it was just one of those you things you sort of
0: accept that the floor is covered in soda. and It was nasty. That's, dis- that's
1: disgusting. It was the cheap theater, and, you know, we were cheap kids back then, so it was a buck, and you were like, hey, we're going. And I can remember, we laughed so hard watching that movie, and
0: honest to God. John Hughes had done a good bit by then. Yes. Um, the summer before was Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Um, but he'd already done, he didn't direct all of his, he wrote a lot more than he directed. Um, and the ones that he chose to direct, as far as I can find in the, um, I'm reading a, a, a autobiography, not an autobiography, I'm reading a biography mm-hmm. um, about John Hughes, and they're talking about how autobiographical his movies are, actually. A lot of the characters are like, and experiences are yeah, yeah. things that he experienced as a kid. Like, when he wrote Vacation, Clark Griswold is his dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: Now, could you imagine? I mean, just picture Phil being like Dad, and going, "I'm going to put every single uh-huh. strand of lights on and, my roof." Um, I mean, that would be horrifying. Home Alone,
0: because when he was like seven, he got in an argument with his mother about how he didn't want to go on this vacation, and so they left him. <gasps> I mean, they came back like not long later, but uh, they left him.
1: Oh, that's for, horrifying. For, like,
0: long enough to scare that the it crap impacted. out of him. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny because it makes me think of. I just told this story to someone the other day, and I don't think it's on any podcast recording but um it makes me think of when we were coming home from the grocery we must have been I must have been like seven or eight coming home from the grocery store and Aaron was in the car with us and I don't remember what you and I were arguing about but you were like don't make me pull over and and (laughs) I'll make you walk home and you you pulled the car over and Aaron opened the door (laughs) and I was like I'm not getting out of the car are you kidding me (laughs) like (laughs)
1: Well, those are terrible memories as a kid, you have. Them. No, that's a fun one. That's a fun
0: one. <laughs> Makes me out to be a bad parent. No. <laughs>
1: um. It's
0: yeah. So, so, so maybe reach back there. So, so at this point, he'd done. He directed Sixteen Candles, Weird Science, and Breakfast Club. Um. I'd see all of these I saw in this in the theater. Yeah. They were each a year apart. Mm-hmm um i think i've only seen 16 candles one i think same same with weird science i think those two we have only have seen, like once or twice we have them. um breakfast club of course iconic everyone knows breakfast club um oh sure victoria and i because we're doing harry potter minute as our like big show um i don't think we're gonna do the other john hughes movies or we wouldn't have started with this one right in the middle but i'm very surprised
1: i'm very surprised that someone a little older than you has not chosen to do these
0: because they are so iconic. Honestly, especially I'm now because they've reached thirty, have more of a pressure doing this one because it is a movie that's older than I am. Mm-hmm. But I think that I have, you know, we I've talked about I've talked about this a lot on Harry Potter. Minute that like that was like the <coughs> franchise that I grew <coughs> up with. Right, read the books. We went to the midnights. I think we saw every movie at midnight. Um, yeah. The we were like really invested in it but despite the fact that that had like such a big impact like a franchise wise yeah. kind of thing Um, this was the movie that I watched the most like I, this is my favorite movie like you know this, this is my we, favorite we, we movie we watched this continuously uh, do you remember I don't remember seeing this movie for the first time
1: you don't remember watching Ferris the first time? no oh my god you were so little
0: well, I mean exactly. like
1: ridiculously little and and you would just laugh and you and I can remember. I can remember you being so little. And when he licks his palm, mm-hmm. you looked at me and said, "Oh, you catch right away." Yeah, there's no way I could get away with it. I said, "You're right. <laughs> 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 there's no way."
0: <laughs> it's funny because I definitely
1: played hooky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we. I let you. Yeah, but it, because it was, if your grades are good enough, I will let you take a day off or two days, and then and that was the thing we were with doing. You and okay, I mean, yeah, yeah. We, as long we, as, we as your really grades good were good in school. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, and again, there's a kid who just got busted because he changed, he hacked the system and he changed his grades. <laughs> and I was like, dude, Ferris got away with it years <laughs>
0: clearly. Well, he didn't change his grades, but he he did change how many days had been absent.
1: No, Yeah. No, this kid academically in a college changed his grade from an F to a B. Oh, and they were like, uh, no. Hey, Keiko, <laughs> You can't <laughs> do that. No. That's not how this works. <laughs> I died. I was like. Who do you think you are, dude? You're not Ferris
0: Bueller. What the no. hell? This is... The, you, no! You, you know, can't do that. It's really amazing to me. Ferris is this, like... Everybody loves him. He can get away with whatever the hell he wants. That's why Jeannie hated him. But... He's not, like, some arrogant prick character. Like... No. Lording it over, like, superior, better than thou. Like, just the the golden boy, right? He's so personable mm-hmm. I think there's something about Matthew Broderick specifically too um not only like because he's talking to us the audience to kind of bring you in on his side so even when he's getting away with things he shouldn't be you're just like oh you're just
1: you're great kind of like Deadpool he talks right to you
0: yeah I love things that break the fourth wall I'm still iffy on <clears> Deadpool I haven't <throat> I haven't oh, I' on love where him. I, it was a funny movie and I really I enjoyed it but I I love it. I mean, Deadpool's just not a character that I'm particularly interested in. See, I like him. I, I think I think he works really well, um this sort of meta sense. Like <coughs> it's really great in, in comic books and in the movie because he's like aware of the fact that he's in this thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Which I think I think I think pulls the curtain back <coughs> further than I want. <coughs> There's like a line. I like I like that Ferris Ferris talks to you, the audience, but he doesn't ever talk about like, oh, this is all just a movie and we're on a set. Like it's No, not, he just, when he looks he's at not, you. Well, yeah, and, and, and see, well, we'll talk about it when we get into the minutes proper. But the fact that he starts with a monologue looking directly into the camera, right? Um, John mm-hmm. Hughes told him, you cannot, for this whole monologue, you cannot look away, even for a second. Like, I need you in the camera. Because... If you look away from the camera during that monologue and then look back, it gives the impression that something's going on somewhere else. And the focus needs to be you're communicating with the audience right now. And so he doesn't look away for that entire... Except for, like, when he's singing to the shower head, I think. Um, and
1: that's very difficult. Because even when you're talking to someone else,
0: mm-hmm. it's very hard to hold like contact. Like this, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Because... Well, I find, I find that what I do is that, like, when I'm, like, trying to find words for something, I feel like I'm, like, looking up into my, my eyes wander, and I'm just, like... Everybody does that. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, like, really engaged. And it worked. Matthew Broderick, um, was the best choice for this, not only because he has this, like, boyish charm that, that you need, but he'd already been into productions where he was required to break the fourth wall. Mm -hmm. He did Biloxi Blues, Mm -hmm. also with Alan Ruck. That's how the two of them became friends. Um... And so he had already had experience talking to the audience.
1: That's a great movie. In um,
0: the have book you seen I'm the reading, producers? Did you watch it? I haven't seen. I haven't seen the producers. Victoria it so loves good. it. That is such a good movie. Victoria loves it.
1: Um, well, have to love. it. But between him and Nathan Lane, and Nathan Lane is incredibly talented as he is. Yeah, and the two of them together are unstoppable.
0: I'm excited. I do want to watch it. It's um it's been interesting reading this this biography and seeing like what else John Hughes has done. I feel like this show is going to become a study of John Hughes to some extent. Um I don't really know. It's really weird because we haven't recorded any minutes yet. Like I don't know what the show is going to be. Um so that'll be f- that'll be fun to kind of pick at. They um <coughs> John Hughes, is oh, just so interesting. Like, I'm reading all this stuff and it's it's they say he shot over a million foot of feet of film for this movie? That's a lot. That's a lot. I don't know how I mean, that's this 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 cut of the movie, the official like theatrical cut of the movie that we have mm-hmm. is an hour and a half shorter than it originally was when he like put it together. So you imagine what they cut off. They cut a lot of the um social commentary stuff they talked a lot of they cut a lot of darkness there's like a couple of really good sloan moments in the script that didn't make it to the movie because audiences didn't like sloan because there's a moment like at the baseball game where she's like can we go home like i'm not having any fun and like things like that that uh it's sort of the struggle with like being on the cusp of like teenager dumb going into adulthood and graduating and like what are you gonna do next like <laughs> and um and so they parsed a lot of that down so it's in the script we'll talk a lot about the script on the main show um because there is a lot of good differences and there's things that survive in the movie there are things that happen in the movie that are payoffs of things in the script that aren't in the movie mm-hmm. so so that'll be interesting to dig into too but. I love that this just becomes this like fun kind of romp. Um I like that Ferris and his gang, Ferris and his and his buddies, they have no real direction in the movie. Could you tell me what order they do things in Chicago? I can tell you the what things do you mean- they do, like okay, what do they do first? They leave the car. They take the car and they drop it off at the thing and then where do they go? They went to lunch. They went to lunch. Then they go to the art museum. Or they
1: go to a ball game. Do they go to the ball game or the art museum? They- the point is, it doesn't matter, right?
0: They have this, this fantastic- They're just going to have a day. Mm-hmm. Because- So so you have an antagonist, Ed Rooney. Oh, yeah. He's always chasing him. And your protagonists have no idea.
1: Because between the whole day, they, they end up at the pizza place. hmm They do the art
0: museum. No, they don't go to the pizza place. Rooney does.
1: Oh, Rooney does. They're not there. No. They're not there because he picks on the girl. Uh-huh. And he, he thinks- He gets the girl, but he thinks that's him. Yeah. Because they're at the, the ball field- the art museum, because
0: mm-hmm. they're walking with the kids.
1: Yep. I love that part. I know. I think it's great.
0: You know, the whole art museum scene is only two minutes long. It's only two minutes of the movie. Holy
1: crap. Yeah. Well, I sent you that picture when I was in the oral surgery office because that picture's so long. Have you wild. ever been to Chicago? mm
0: Me neither. There's a Movies by Minutes convention happening in Chicago. And um me and Victoria, her boyfriend, and Tim are all trying to go. I think Tim and I are going to try and share a hotel room if we can make it out there. it would be kind of cool to go. I would love to. I just want to, like, tour all the all the places that pop up in this movie. I feel a little un- unequipped. <clears throat> there are things that I, like, I want to find good guests to talk to because I don't have all the knowledge that I want. Like, I want to talk about, like, the movie is a love letter to Chicago, so I need someone who can tell me, like, this is this place and this is where they are now and, and like, kind of give me some of that. And I need someone who can talk about cars. Because I really want to talk about the Ferrari. Like, I love that car so much, but I know nothing about cars.
1: So you go to the Ferrari dealership.
0: And <laughs> just sit down with, I mean, I guess, I probably Why could. Why not?
1: Why can't that be, that's not hard. No.
0: No, it just, it's weird because it cha- It just, it that makes it, I, I feel this show turning more into like investigative what? podcasting. <laughs> well there's nothing wrong
1: with that you talk to somebody who is passionate about it you know yeah and or you put a little blip out in in the air on um either a you you want to do because people that drive for either live in la jolla or they live in <laughs> this is no lie either no, they live know. in la jolla or they live on coronado and you say on because like i i belong to the um like the OB club or the OB page, so I have to go find
0: like the Ferrari drivers. No, of no, no. You,
1: if you belong to the La Jolla page or you belong to the Coronado page, you say, "I'm looking for people that drive these cars. Mm-hmm. I need to, I need information on these cars. Yeah. Can you? Can you PM me? And then if the people that get back to you say, "Hey, listen, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Do you have some time?
2: Yeah, that we can Sit get down together and, we can and talk." And chat? About, mm-hmm.
1: If you meet face to face, you don't have any of this. You say, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. This is the movie. This is what's going on. And then you say, would you be interested in doing this with me? Because this is why I'm doing it. You may find that despite the person might be my age, it might be your yeah. age. You never know. That once you get past all that, somebody goes,
0: oh, I think that's hey. what's been really fun about about doing the movie by minutes stuff in general. is just like getting on guest hosts and talking to different people and really like spreading that community outward um last i want to say last season <laughs> uh on sorcerer stone minute we got a ton of the movies by minutes hosts on like people are doing other movies by minute shows which has been a lot of fun because that community is getting very extensive mm-hmm. um there are many dozens of shows now
1: on every imd page imdb page on every single one of them on every single one of the actors uh-huh. there's a page thing that says contact on every single person. Oh. Okay. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. So now it might just be their publicist. Okay. But there is contact. Uh... On every one of them. Okay. So let's just say I'm Matthew Broderick. Oh my God. Or Alan Ruck. Or, you know, on every one of them,
0: there is a contact point. Uh, apparently you have to be subscribed to IMDb Pro to be privy to that information. I don't know what IMDb Pro is. It, it's a, um, they have a free trial. I don't know how much it is. Oh, your, your yearly subscription is twelve fifty a month. So you, you did it for a month and then you, but,
1: so you do it and you send these, little you send a message. I think there's other to- ways to,
0: yeah, I, I could probably get that information without going through IMDb but Pro. But you
1: know what I mean? But you send all the things out to all the characters and you say, "Hey, Our listen, this is what
0: I'm doing. Would really I would fun. love to ta- have you on." What would you ta- what would you say if I was like, "Hey, mom, uh I grew up with you." We're talking I to- literally
1: grew up with you. I grew up watching you because my mom was your yeah. age and yeah. my mom my mom watched it and my mother said, "No, this is, you know, this was what I grew up with." And, you know, I mean, what, he's two years older than me, so, Something or three like years older than me, so, yeah, I, I would laugh. I get a good laugh. it would be amazing.
0: It'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I told you this off mic, but uh, the guys doing Rocketeer Minute, mm-hmm. shout out to Rocketeer Minute, um, they've been talking to Billy Campbell a lot on their show, Yeah, um, who is the Rocketeer mm-hmm. himself, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really proud of those guys. Uh, I think that, I think that they're definitely doing a lot for, like, kind of paving the road for like higher quality minute shows to happen which I think is really cool
1: if that's what they're doing I mean if that if if you're if if you get the chance to have somebody that high powered you know or or that's that well known then do it don't waste your time don't hesitate go for
0: it that's fair I'm excited you're putting ideas in my head and just like really exciting me (laughs) I'm, I'm so stoked to do this show. Like, it's nice to do a bre- have a break from Harry Potter, but also just the idea well, Harry of, like, huge. talking about Ferris Bueller's day off. it The tone is different. The research I have to do is different. Um, you started watching this on VHS? That was different? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's how long you've been watching. it.
0: Oh, for sure. Which is kind
1: of scary, you know?
0: Yeah. I was a toddler, probably. Mm-hmm little kid yeah this is the movie that i watched every time i took a sick day yes <laughs> uh to this day like if i have a day when i'm just not feeling well and i can't go into work you pretend your it, camera like, and you lay in bed. you're, you're dying, dying. <laughs> you're not dying you just can't think of anything good to do
1: I, or I'm, you get in the car and you beat on the steering wheel and yell shit <laughs>
0: <gasps> keep calling me He'll make me feel guilty i'll go i'll go i'll go i'll go yep i love it I love it so much. This is, my fa- this is my favorite movie. I'm so happy that we get to do this. I'm amazed that no one else has started any John Hughes minutes yet. I I don't understand why. I think as soon as we start this one, we'll see the others start popping up. Someone did Fast Times. That's not John Hughes, but someone did Fast Times. No, no, they didn't. Someone talked about doing Fast Times? I don't even remember. I don't feel tardy. Yeah. I love that movie. Some good movies.
1: Spicoli, man.
0: That was I that think, was Sandy
1: in high school. He was she was Spicoli.
0: I think that John Hughes really like shaped a culture because he his movies are teen movies, but he's not talking down to them. He, it was he, us. It was all of us. Well, and even though he was like in his thirties mm-hmm. when he was making these movies. He was still a teenager, right? People that came in contact with him told, talked to him, or talked about him like, oh, he's just a... He's, he identifies closer with these kids than he does with, like, his peers. Um,
1: He took in what they called the Rat Pack. Uh-huh. Okay? The kids, all of the kids from St. Elmo's Fire, all the kids that
0: were in 16 Candles and all those oh, other movies. They, so, he auditioned every teen star of the day
1: yeah
0: um even though i mean not all of them made it into the movies but he talked to all of them um he had a producer or someone named i'm gonna butcher it because i don't have my notes and i don't have any notes in front of me for this um because we're just spitballing but uh ned tannin or something like that it starts with a t i don't remember the last name off the top of my head i'll, I'll get into it when we get to the in minute but his daughter was like a preteen she was like 13 14 and he talked to her a ton mm-hmm. about like being in high school and the kinds of drama going on with her friends her name was sloan
1: that's where he got the name yeah
0: uh Sloan Peterson is basically his high school sweetheart who became his wife. He married his high school sweetheart. So, um there's a lot of contention over like who is John Hughes and Ferris Bueller, is he Ferris or is he is he Cameron? And, you know, as a writer, you put yourself in every character, really. But a um, well, part of you, yeah. So I th- I think that there's definitely that 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 strive to like I'm gonna make something of myself with my life that that Cameron evolves for, but uh, the dynamic of like the guy, his girl, and his best friend mm-hmm. kind of going out and being, and that was John Hughes, like him and his wife and and his buddy, mm-hmm. um, which I like. I think that that's really cool. I've never really thought about the movie in that way, right? You know, because before before doing any of the Movie by Minute stuff, before I started listening to any of the Movie by Minute stuff, you just sort of passively, like, sit and just, like, let it wash over you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And now, like, kind of picking up the threads and being like, no, like, people put this together. Someone sat and wrote this. And a ton of improvisation happened. Um, John Hughes filmed everything. And they improvised. The, the book says that he would sit... On the ground, under the camera, like, in front of the camera, so he's got the camera set up on its, like, tripod or whatever, and he's Mm -hmm. just sitting there, letting them act, and then just throwing suggestions, and letting them improvise, and kind of play with each other, and just, and then just cutting it all down in the editing process to get these, like, really genuine moments of things that weren't in the script. Um... He wanted to do the big parade scene during the von steuben parade, and he knew that he wanted to use, like, Beatles or something like that, but he didn't have, like, the other song. He said he wanted something really schmoozy. Um, and it was Jeffrey Jones who was like, have you heard of Wayne Newton? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, who? And then they, like, pull over, and they go into this, like, little gas station or something, and he's flipping through, like, tapes, and he finds a Wayne Newton cassette. Oh, my God. While he's there... Jeffrey Jones is, like, trying on sunglasses, and he finds a pair of sunglasses that flip up. Oh, my God, they're so And bad. flip back down. And John was like, those you are need, perfect, you need you those. You need those, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so he bought three pairs to have them for the movie. And oh so, so literally, and like, and they were so popular back then. They were the worst sunglasses ever. And just everybody had, had them. The thing that I love about this relationship, right, is that, you know... I don't really know what it's like being on a set making a movie. I don't know what those relationships are like, but but they did they like got together days before they started filming and just were hanging out in Chicago. Uh, so he's driving, and it's him, Rooney, Jennifer Grey, um, and then your your main three, right? Mm-hmm. Just driving around Chicago, and he's putting music into the car. And he's pointing out places that he likes to go or places that they're going to go on set and like letting everyone sort of become Mesh. this f- mm-hmm. kind of familial thing so that when they're sitting and recording, you get more genuine reactions of stuff.
1: I think as a unit, especially because they were young, they were yeah. kid they're kids. Okay. Uh-huh. You almost have to have a cohesive unit. Well, when I think that's kids. some,
0: again, because I'm just going to constantly tie <clears throat> things to Harry Potter after doing Sorcerer's Stone. It's the same sort of thing. Like these kids were on set together. For years and years. And so you just watch them. So when you have, like, real genuine <coughs> emotional moments in later movies, mm-hmm. um, it's absolutely thanks to the fact that these same kids have been working together for a long time. Like, they're not pretending to be friends. They're friends. Yeah, you couldn't change it. It's the same with the Lord of the Rings guys. Those they, they the, the guys that played the characters of the Fellowship still hang out to this. T- they all got matching tattoos except for John Rhys-Davies. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> he just didn't want it. Oh, my God. He, like, sent his stunt double or something. <laughs> you do it. I'm yeah. not doing it. Uh, it's a needle, man. I'm not doing it. But I, I just, uh, I, I really, so so it makes a really good dynamic, I think, Um. that absolutely comes through in the movie. Do you know, did you listen to Wayne Newton? Was he, like? No, my mother did. No. Heck no. When was Wayne Newton popular? Oh, God. 70s? maybe the 60s. Yeah. I mean, Did you know the song Donka Shane before? Of
1: course, everybody knew that. I, I everybody know it Ferris wheel. No. Okay, so my my girlfriend that was my like my one of my closest friends in uh-huh. elementary school. I would spend the weekends there like either Friday night or Saturday night like at her house. If, if I didn't have swim team.
0: Oh.
1: On Saturday morning when you would get up either her mom and dad we're playing Neil Diamond
0: or his stuff. Every single Saturday. For it, you it was Punishment. For you it was Me Loaf and Genesis. And that
1: and that was what I that's what I and listened <laughs> to. Okay. And Phil but, Collins. Right. And but, seal. And, and yeah, and but but yet and my parents well, listened to um Sinatra oh, and yeah. things like that. So Oh yeah, you like
0: your parents are like classic.
1: Right, so my parents were Bing Crosby and things like yeah. that, and and her parents were like total polar opposites. Oh. Her, her parents were, um, oh, I don't want to call them hippies, but they were kind of hippie kind of people. They like they, they liked, I don't know, Neil Sedaka. Um, you're not gonna know who that is.
0: Um, I know. I'm staring at you blankly.
1: Yeah, it, it, uh. yeah, they were kind of hippies. But then uh. when when Donkey came out and things it's like that, song.
0: they liked. I actually really stuff. really love. That I don't know any other. I don't think I know any other Wayne Newton. You just know that song, yeah. It's a beautiful breakup song, yeah. He's he's like he you know, was we're a not little boy, anymore. but he was a little boy when he sang that first. He, uh, legitimately thought it, it was, was a girl woman for a long time.
1: Um, well, if you see the picture of him singing it the first time, he, oh, I've he's, seen pictures he's, he's very got feminine, he's such still very baby feminine, face. he's still very feminine looking, yeah. But every woman in Vegas. Wanted him, oh, of course. Every woman wanted him,
0: and he's got some pipes. Oh my god! I know
1: it's ridiculous, isn't it? But you know what, Frankie Valli, um, from the Four Seasons, his pitch is ridiculously mm-hmm. high. Mm-hmm. But every woman wanted him too. If you hear the song "Sherry," and he goes, you know, "Sherry, Sherry, baby," yeah, it's extremely high. But every woman was in love with him because. That sound and it's and, romantic, yes. Mm-hmm. And every woman's like, Oh my god, if my man could sing like that, you were like, You are a lucky bastard if you got to see them, uh-huh. yeah. Jeffrey when Jones you see Jersey, like, I Boys? can't think of
0: something more, I can't think of a song more sh- shmaltzy, schmoozy, schmoozy than schmoozy this, right? Than know, Shane. Right, and but then they put it, so, it, it ingrades itself so deep into the movie that like everybody knows it, several characters sing it, mm-hmm. um. His dad, when he's in his office. Oh, that's uh, that's during the parade. Hmm. Um, the they he John Hughes wanted to film during the Von Steuben parade, but the thought of like paying everybody is really hard. So he like put out a call for extras. Hmm. Um, and was like, okay, this is the day we're doing it. We have a float. It's gonna be set up here. Like we're gonna do it like during this parade. Um, if you want to be in the movie, come out. And he was already a maser, he John Hughes was already a big force. He was. A Chicago boy filming in Chicago, telling stories about kids from Chicago. And so like the people of Chicago were like, Yeah, we're gonna hell, back yeah. my, we're gonna back our brother. Yeah. More people showed up as extras for for the Ferris Bueller scene than showed up to the actual parade. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. They're it's because really they're very the Chicago's loyal, loyal to their own. They're loyal. Yeah. Um, which I think is is really cool. But that just means like all those people that are in those scenes like are just people. Um the guy that's hanging from the scaffolding that's like mm-hmm. that wasn't scripted like they it's they just got- a shot that they got on the day like the music is blaring and everyone's getting into it and someone with the camera noticed that he was dancing and so they turned the camera up on him and got some some seconds of him wiggling in his harness. That's fantastic. It's really cool. I think
1: it's really cool because it makes it more candid. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't There's something I- magical about this movie. Yeah, you don't want everything scripted and re- and uncomfortable. You yeah. want the candid shots because it makes people me- really relate to that kind of movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Because because there, there's more heart. There's more. Um, you can tell, you know, when someone's having like an authentic, genuine reaction to something. Mm-hmm. Do you know what my least favorite moment of the movie is like my least favorite moment? It's like one tiny little. It's like one shot. It's a reaction shot. Okay and it's when the nurse Florence Sparrow tells Sloane that her grandmother has passed mm-hmm. and you just get this shot of her face and she's just like n- n- uh, oh Sloane's face no yeah it's a really horrible like cuz she knows it's not true oh it's like a fake the oh that fake look oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah yeah and it's it's like 4 seconds or something and then and then the nurse hugs her so it but but it's just the shot of her face and it's just like i don't it's like, like the only moment i'm like this pulls me out of the movie a little bit just a little bit like you could have pulled this off a little better honey uh but i think it's i think it's it's weird because she is walking this balance of like she knows she's already putting on her coat to leave before the nurse comes into the room like That's she knows me. yeah um we'll have to talk a lot about like all the planning that hair that, that uh, harry god damn it i'm just gonna keep doing this <laughs> all the planning that ferris did because um because he has he's the got the fake
1: doorbell on. oh my god could you imagine the the doorbell the, guy. then the, the mannequin rolls over and snores yes yes his, his, no
0: no my favorite part of the monologue when he calls, is he's sitting there uh, doing uh, that uh, he's <laughs> setting it up while he's monologuing in the beginning he's like tying the string around the 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 trophy that he yeah. got um it's so silly the the and then you have all the all the um but you answering don't see machine it. but you don't because see you have the Peterson home phone which is Sloane's voice saying there's been a death in the family and then and then it, she gives a number and the number is the mortuary which is Cameron's phone. And it's brilliant. It's really clever, and it's like Ferris, you set all this up for one day off, and then just it, yeah, not knowing like. I guess anticipating that Rooney would, like, at least be checking on, like, where these students are at and making some phone calls. But, but what, like, but he has what, no idea that Rooney's after him But until what made them
1: so important? What made them that important that to you... To Yes. Uh... Because all of a sudden you saw the thing change? What do you mean? He saw the number change?
0: His days off? Oh. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's definitely... He... No, it's because... It's because everyone loves Ferris and he knows that Ferris is playing the system. When he calls his mother and she's like, I don't remember him being sick nine times. And he's like... Nine times, yeah. And he goes I'm off. Like, well, they usually... Uh, because that's because he's been skipping school.
1: I can assure you don't he's know.
0: truly a very sick boy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, you, you don't... You, as a parent, you, you kind of hope that my kid's really at home. Yeah. But she goes and checks, and of course that's
0: the mannequin that rolls over. Well she but she doesn't know. She doesn't actually go. She doesn't in. go in, she just peeks you, through the door. You you would have like hum all the way in the room. You'd be like Of course. Lazy butt still in bed, what are you doing?
1: Yeah. <laughs> How are you feeling?
0: Are you okay? Can I get you anything? Yeah. yeah. But that's me. No, she just wanted to peek in and she was like, Oh, he's asleep.
1: Yeah, that she sneaks
0: back out. I mean, he's, like, but, real... Well, but let's be realistic. But then she hears in his head nine times, and she opens the door again. She looks twice. But that's when you see everything that he hooked yeah, up. Yeah, that's when you but see the whole setup.
1: No principal, let's be realistic. No principal's really gonna take time out of his it's day. He's just the dean of students.
0: Oh, he's the dean. That's true. He's the dean. But
1: they're not gonna take time out of their day to go check on one fool?
0: I mean, my assumption is that he's been dealing with Ferris for four years. And that, like i'm sure ferris is he okay. seriously that and there's there's love. well yeah ferris is graduating so and they've already and painted the water tower safe. nine times <laughs> this semester yeah
1: so he's not gonna graduate
0: this kid this kid has been playing hooky a lot a lot um all the kids respect him everyone loves him um I bet, like, phone gags or something he's really great at, they have to be. Because they do the phone call thing to Rooney in his office mm-hmm. when uh, when it's Cameron. And then they do the one again with the Abe Froman when they call the police. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, oh, that's such a clever moment. I can't wait till we get to that either. Um, so I, I assume that he's, like, this is just his daily antics. That he's, like, always turned up to 11 like this. And, uh. It just sort of works out for him. I don't think he knows that Rooney was after him. No, he had no idea when he went looking for the key until in the back door the, until and his foot comes down. down yeah. he doesn't. That's right. when he's like, "Oh, you've you've been chasing me." Yeah, he didn't know. No, he didn't have a damn clue. No. The I, same with um, same with his sister. I really feel for Jeannie because she ends up in <laughs> she ends up in a police station. And she's like, "I can't ditch school. I'll get caught." And, like literally, you spent the day. Outside of the school. And you did get caught. You're in a police station. <laughs> yeah, you got totally busted. Uh, it's because, it's and 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 um, Charlie Sheen's character is right when she says, like. He says, why do you care? Why, yeah. Why should he ditch when everyone else has to go to school? She's like, so, I mean, you could ditch. He goes, I'd get caught. And he says, well, you're angry because he, he ditches school and doesn't get caught. And she says, yes. And he says, well, then your problem is you. Mm-hmm. Which I like. Um, I have so much to say about Charlie Sheen's character. Like, so much to say about his character. Um, and I can't talk about it for a hundred minutes.
1: Well, yeah. But you have to, like... Charlie was already on the uh, path that was going downhill because of Less Than Zero. And everybody knew he was going down the path of being well, a drunk um, and everything else.
0: The, the only reason he's in... This one is because Jennifer Gray had worked with him before and like ha- vouched for him mm-hmm. um, to 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 Hughes and was like, "Hey, like, you know, you've already worked with his brother. Like, I think he'd be really great for this part." Um, his character has a lot more to do in the script. He just,
1: you know, and and thank God, he, you know, he's. I mean, granted, he doesn't have the greatest life right now because of what he's going through, but...
0: Well, not you know, I mean, not all of them do. Jeffrey Jones isn't in a great place either. You know what what, what happened with him. Well, yeah,
1: but I mean, it, it's a stigma now that he's going to have to have that yeah, for the rest of his for life. the rest of his life. But, and I, I you know, I'm not going to make excuses for people. Everybody makes mistakes. But, you know, this made their lives. Yeah, yeah. It literally made their lives. Well... For her, this was a start, stepping stone
0: for her. Yeah, because Dirty Dancing came after this, right? Yeah. So And that made her. Mm-hmm. And then she all but disappeared. It's really kind of a bummer. A lot of the 80s child, not child stars, teenagers,
1: mm-hmm.
0: a lot of them aren't really doing much. Where's Molly mm-hmm. Rinkwald? She's on some
1: TV show What's, now. I can't what even remember. What is
0: Broderick doing? Where's Alan? Alan Ruck pops up in TV sometimes.
1: Yeah, not much.
0: Um, I have no idea what Mia Sarah's thing. doing.
1: Nothing. Um, last time, um, she was on, she was in one of the, some movie with um, years ago, she was with Van Damme. Oh. And then she dropped off. It was yeah. Time Cop. And that was like the early that was the 90s. But I don't think she's been in anything after that. Yeah. At least not know. that I remember.
0: She's so pretty.
1: I know, she's ridiculous. I love so her pretty.
0: so much. She doesn't have really anything to do with the movie. Mm mm. She's just like this really solid, loving, supporting presence for Ferris and Cameron, mm-hmm. and it's really nice. But she has no arc. She has no like. I mean, no. neither does Ferris. The only the, the it's weird because the arcs of the movie are Cameron, genie, Cameron and genie. Rooney doesn't even really he gets he gets what's coming to him basically. <laughs> but he doesn't – he gets some comeuppance, but <laughs> – The little –
1: okay, so the little girl on the – the little girl Aww. on the – with the gummy bears, okay? The
0: little girl on the, on
1: They're the bus. They're a little
0: warm because they've been in my pocket. She was in Legend. Oh, the little girl? No, no. Um, Mia Sarah. Sorry. I was looking Oh, her. yeah, yeah, yeah. She was she also was. in Legend. Yeah, she was. So the little girl,
1: I – all I see is Taylor.
0: Yeah? I swear to God. I oh, man. I swear to God. Okay, because okay, okay, okay. She's I have so a question, though. Okay. Can we, can we can we do this then? Because I think this would be fun. Okay. If Taylor is the little girl on the bus, um, can I tell you who I think you are? Oh, jeez. If you tell me I'm the mom, I'm going to no. punch you right here. Well, no, <laughs> no. I'm not that clueless, man. I wouldn't, no. Um Every time I watch the movie, there's one person who like, because I've seen pictures of you in the 80s. Oh, I had Kurt bad hair, hair man. And the, uh, mm. I always identify you. With the secretary, no, (laughs) not with Grace. Um, pulling the pencils out. Do you remember sniffing the white out? There's the part. Oh my god, she is sniffing white out. You only noticed that for the first time when I watched it this week. Are you serious? Like, because she's got so much great, because she's just improvising all that, she's just sitting there, just goofing around with it. White out, man. Yeah, that was some good crap back then.
1: Oh god, that's terrible. Um, it was good. Yeah, everybody sniffed white out back then. Did you
0: sniff white out back then? I will not confirm nor deny. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, mom! Uh, no, wait, actually, no, no, his no, memory no, no. graph paper smelled better. There's the um, there's the moment when Ferris is on the on the phone with the kids from school, mm-hmm. and uh, the 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 two boys, the one that's like, I hope he doesn't die. I can't handle summer school. Um, they pass the phone off to that girl with the curly hair. He's like, Have you seen Alien? And she goes. Yeah, why? And he hands her the phone. Um, that girl. The girl that has the conversation with him about like, hey, Ferris, how's your bod? And oh, yeah. and you think you'll be alive this weekend? He's like, yeah, I say I will be. <laughs> that, that girl. Every time I see her, I'm like, I bet that was my mom in high school. <laughs> the flighty chick, huh? Yeah, with the hair and
1: the... Oh, my God. <laughs> I had some bad, tragic mall bangs back then. <laughs> oh, my God. They pretty much had a life of their own, man. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. I did. I had big mall bangs. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really funny. I let Haley read my senior yearbook. Oh God! Mickey tried to protect me. He was laying over
0: it. He was like trying to lay on it for 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 the she was listeners it. at home who couldn't see the gesture you just made. Oh, he was scared. Mickey, Mickey is my uh, is one of my your dog, dogs. my big dog, big dogs, big dogs. Oh. We talked about we talked about Mickey and Shadow on some ferris uh, no on some harry potter episodes um when we had the guys from mogwai minute on because we were talking, oh, we were about, talking about the drooling re- fluffy oh yeah slobber
1: yeah yeah so because i was now that it's yearbook time and everybody's at the end of the year i can imagine so what ferris's your own- yearbook would be like and and i somehow i got to talking to Haley about my yearbook and i said would you like to see mine stupidly not remembering that it. sandy had written a entire novel of all the things that we had
0: done <gasps> can i see this notebook can i see this yearbook of course okay but, we'll talk about so
1: it I-, I handed it to her and she was howling in laughter because she found it very humorous oh my god you did all this stuff oh my god
0: that's hilarious And i was like oh crap i probably shouldn't have let her see this i love so, that that makes me happy
1: yeah I was a good kid, though. I mean, I didn't do a lot of things. I never skipped school, and I never yeah. skipped. I was too afraid of my dad kicking my butt.
0: You, you never, you never played hooky? Not
1: once. Not once. Not one time. Never did drugs, and I never, I never skipped school.
0: I never played hooky, unless I without you. you knowing about it. <laughs> unless I let you. Yeah. It was. It's because because it is so much easier to be like, Mom, I don't feel like going to school today. I don't have any tests. Then.
1: What would happen if you got caught? The elaborate
0: that be- setup that Ferris has. Yeah. That's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. Um, because the phone call that comes He's smart. What do you think happened? What do you think what do you think Ferris Bueller went on to do?
1: I don't know, he's really tech savvy. That's what I was thinking. So too. I can see somebody like that either being oh, I hate to say finance, because that's kinda scary. Just but him. you know what I mean? You know, I I mean, I can see him doing something either computer related or
0: Cameron thinks he's going to be a fry cook on Venus. A fry cook on Venus. Which I love. That's perfect because yeah. Because it's it's kind of like, oh, you're just a fry cook, but on Venus totally turns that into like, oh no, no. He's Not so here. good. He's there. He's Ferris has so much going for him that he's off planet. Yeah. Gotta go. (laughs) Yeah. Which is great. Sure. I kind of want, I kind of want a like Luke Besson, like Fifth Element style movie about Ferris Bueller working as a fry cook on Venus. His little, his little ship that just pulls up to your house. Hey,
1: how are you? I got your fries. (laughs) That'd be great.
0: That'd be so silly.
1: Yeah. Well, you never know. I mean, I I think that that would be kind of, I can't see any of these people getting back together and doing any.
0: No, no. It's what what long. happens
1: this... Yeah, it's been 30 years. No, man. I don't
0: want any... I don't... No, no. This would be something... This is like an alternate universe, like, when they were still kids. I mean, they okay. weren't necessarily kids then. Uh, Matthew was 23. Mm-hmm. I think Alan was 28. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing, because he doesn't look 28. He doesn't look like a Well, teenager. he had a baby face. He, yeah, yeah. And it's more... Their friendship solidifies it better than... Um kind of more, more solidifies it better than like if you just picked someone else who looked like a teenager. Or if you just picked a couple teenagers. Well look
1: how different you look when you shave. Yeah. It's the same thing. You know? Some some men just genuinely look younger when they don't have facial hair. Mm-hmm. So, you know. That's true. That's why you keep the beard.
0: <laughs> you part wanna, of it. That is part and- of it. It also means they don't have to shave every day. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that sucks. Yeah. Um,
1: no, I think this I think this movie, now that it's come to this age, I think it's a whole generation. I would love to see it go back to the theater. I think for me...
0: I think they did a 30th anniversary um, showing through Fathom Events last year.
1: Oh, did they? hmm
0: I'm pretty sure. I love them
1: that way. I think it's wonderful when they do those. Every... I like to We've see... We've been doing it. some good ones. Um, Fifth these.
0: Element just had their 20th anniversary. Uh, I think Smoking the Bandit had their 40th. Oh, my God. Um... A lot of the Studio Ghibli films are coming. I don't know if you know any. If that's like, um, my neighbor Totoro, and they're like, jap. They're they're anime, but they're like really really beautiful anime. Like Howl's Moving Castle and Spirited Away. How Okay, they're really great. I'll uh, I'll expose you to those. Um. That's a p- oh, Taylor would like. Someone just someone just lent me all the Wes Anderson stuff, and I left it at the theater because I forgot. I have to message my friend. And be like, hey, I left your movies because I never go into the break room, and so I didn't think about it. Whoops! I know. I just that just dawned on me like right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't want anybody else lifting it.
0: Yeah, it's been a couple days too. Maybe I'll have to go by the theater after this and see if they're still there. Because I haven't seen most of those either. It's interesting doing this too. Like I've realized there's a lot of movies that I've seen, but it's like like when you when you come across just like a movie. It's like it's like hearing a single on a radio station. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna get so much more if you go and like buy that album and you kind of peruse what else this person has put out, right? Mm-hmm. But I haven't like bothered to sit and be like, let me go through the filmography of this guy necessarily, um, because it's it is sort of a, a type of discovery of like who that person is, right? Especially for someone like John Hughes, because he wrote, produced, directed. Mm-hmm. his stuff himself for the most part for the like eight that he actually directed um there are some scripts that he wrote that he abandoned and then other people went and took those scripts and he was like if you're gonna take it and adapt it and make something out of it i don't want my name on the screenwriting thing because i didn't finish it's not script. mine yeah yeah um well it's not like you're gonna do it with Stephen king because i mean
1: that's like total opposite well, yeah you know I mean, those would be, I, I, you know me, I can't do horror real well. I had a hard enough time watching a couple of his, couple of his things, but like with these, you associate yourself, or you you find part of yourself in any one of the characters. Yes, yeah. Whether it's um, Ducky in Pretty in Pink, mm-hmm. or you find um, the in Weird Science, the two boys, you see yourself and one of your best buddies, like you and Joel. Yeah. Or, and you think, oh my God, that was us. You know? And um, you you can you can look at part of your life in every single one of the movies oh, yeah. and say, there's a piece of me in everything. It doesn't matter if it's a boy or a girl. There's something of you I that was ta- you are we talking about,
0: to. I was having this conversation on the Harry Potter Minute listener page um with someone the other day about, like, when you... The way we put ourselves, like, see ourselves or put ourselves into the things that we're reading or watching or consuming, right? Um, You have the writer who sits down and writes this thing, and they have, like, their intention that they're putting into it. Shoot it, you release the movie, but every person that watches that movie is going to have a different relationship to the movie. Mm -hmm. Regardless of what the intention was, what I bring with me to it makes it this my movie it's my favorite movie because of this sort of thing that i identify with but it could be completely different for someone else Mm -hmm. um and so it's interesting because because it becomes this sort of malleable thing um and we talked about it because there's a line in harry potter the book where dumbledore says nitwit blubber oddment tweak it's like when all the food appears for the first time at the end of after the sorting in the beginning um and it's probably just gibberish, right? That's thrown out. Like J.K. was like, "Oh, it'll be funny if he just says random stuff," but then all the food appears, and Harry's like, "This guy's crazy." Um, but we really like looked at what those the different the four words mean, and how they sort of seem to identify the different houses, and so it all it takes on this relationship of like it's almost like he's saying, "We've just broken you guys into pieces. We've we've sorted you. We've." separated you from each other and maybe that's not for the best like slytherin has a bad rep going in people don't want to be in slytherin because they're afraid that they're going to go to the dark side if they go to slytherin because slytherins are bad guys but like that's not but that's that's not not true of who the kids are it's just sort of baggage Mm -hmm. that comes from a thousand years of sorting
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and so You have this whole other layer of, like, context, subtext that we're pulling from these words that she probably never thought about when she wrote them down. Right. Which I think is cool. I like that, like, that interpret, that wiggle room is there. And we're able to have conversations like this. Um, I don't know. So I think, I think, I think over the course of the season, I'm going to try and, like, go through the, the Hughes filmography. Just kind of on a personal, so that I can understand more yeah i do think it's gonna end up being a john hughes character study um on some level how old is he now he's he, he he's he's he passed? dead right i think he I passed, passed away
1: i don't know I, i'm pretty I, sure he he died a while ago mom i don't know i don't know how old he would be
0: Isn't that sad? I don't know. Well, I mean, how would, how would I know? John Hughes passed at the age of 59 Wow, young. in 2009.
1: Oh, that's so young. It's a bummer. That's like too young. Way too young. Jesus, nine years older than me.
0: Yeah. Well, when he passed.
1: Yeah, but think about that. So he's more than like, nine years older well, than you. Well, yeah, but
0: okay, so oh, 09. He was I mean, more but, than, he's 16 years older than you. But still, I mean, I get that, but literally... And the fact that he was able to put himself in the eyes of like someone your age mm-hmm. when those movies were coming out is really kind of amazing um are these his stuff's pg-13 is it the benefit of like um
1: i don't know you'd have to look it's right there on those on that shelf over there that's you'd okay have to I, see. I have, oh you um, have imdb right i have
0: imdb there. open in front of me
1: i don't know i think some of them are pg i don't think they're th- i don't think that any of them are 13 i don't think there's anything wow in-
0: breakfast club is rated
1: r <laughs> in the theater it was r Oh, you know why though? They smoke pot, and then she squishes yeah. her the the lipstick between her boobs, You're and right. I think that was considered risque back then.
0: Ferris Bueller's PG thirteen, um, and it's interesting because PG thirteen only exists because of like Gremlins and yes. and um, Temple and Goonies and back Goonies. Then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. they all came out in eighty mm-hmm. four, and so MPA was like really. You know we're we're traumatizing kids with these movies. We should probably put another like.
1: Come on you you blew you here. blew up a gremlin in a microwave. The
0: best part of that movie, the Pulling best bad part out. is is his mom taking down the gremlins in the kitchen. Oh my god, she's I amazing.
1: loved that. It's so good. It's so good. going around on this on the ceiling fan. Yeah, <laughs> it's so great. Um, Don't get it wet. <gasps> Don't feed it after midnight. Do you it's have a, a favorite, freaking great do you have a favorite
0: movie. Favorite part of Ferris Bueller? Hmm. Do you have a favorite part? Do I? Oh, do yeah.
1: I have a favorite part? Yeah. Um. Honestly, I think the one of one of the things that really s- sticks for me is looking at that picture in the art museum when they're looking at that painting where they're all standing
0: there. Yeah. And no, it's just him. It's just... Um, well, they're all like, they, ca- they all, walk. all doing and then he
1: things. stands there and he looks at the, the painting, and it, as it pans in, and it breaks it to where it's the whole, the whole f- picture, and then it breaks to the
0: the child, mm-hmm. and then it goes in and then just um, just isolates it. That came from Hughes was inspired by another movie that I cannot remember off the top of my head. It was something I've never seen before. That was the same idea. Mm-hmm. It was like someone standing in front of like an image and it was just back and forth getting closer and closer until the image is reduced to nothing but dots. Um, and I like it. I like that. That is a great moment. I do like that minute. I do like that minute a lot. What um, is yours? what is mine? I have. I have two that I'm kind of leaning back and forth between. They're both Cameron moments. Um, one is like during the parade when mm-hmm. Cameron and Sloan are having their conversation, he's like, like saying that he doesn't want know what he's going to do. He's like, yeah, well, she goes, well, college. And he says, yeah, but to do what? She says, well, what are you interested in? He goes, nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really love that. And then, um, you can relate to that. Yeah. And then I've had a lot of people telling me that when they were in high school, um, the, like, when they had to do monologues for things, they memorized the opening monologue that Ferris delivers. Mm-hmm. The the Life Moves Pretty Fast one, basically. Um, which is a fantastic monologue, but I like Cameron's better. Um, so, the the moment... I'm going to get emotional just thinking about it. The, there's a moment um, when he's realized that the miles are coming off the car and his dad is going to come home and he cannot hide and he loses his shit no 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 after he's already come to oh okay when they when they have the cinder block on the thing and they're trying to drive in reverse um and he says like i've got to take a stand and and uh, the line is like i'm not going to sit on my ass as the events that affect me unfold to determine the course of my life i'm going to take a stand I'm going to defend it. Right or wrong. I'm going to mm-hmm. defend it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think that is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's like this guy who has this, like, psychosomatic illness mm-hmm. because his home life is terrible, and well, not, no, we you, don't know. We don't see his you parents. don't see His it. parents you, aren't around. His dad is apparently, uh, his dad loves his car more than he loves his child and his wife. Um... He sees that it's broken. And I think that, that he's just sort of taking life as it comes. Um, and so it's nice that he has that defining moment. Like Ferris Bueller's Day Off is about him helping Cameron... Stand up. Stand up for himself. Which I love. I love it so much. Because he's becoming a man. Um, When I... Well, I was going to talk about this on the main show. But since we're like here... When I went to Tampa after graduating high school, I think I watched this movie every single day for like a couple weeks and I would just like cry (laughs) because I didn't want to be there. And it was the same kind of thing of just like, I didn't have a plan. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I got accepted to this school and I left here and it was just sort of on my own. I was like, why is this happening to me? Like, I'm just letting my life kind of flow down this river that I'm not in control of and I don't know. It's really nice to be in a position now where like I'm doing stuff that I have a lot of fun doing. Like, oh, I'm so happy that like we're wrapped on our first season of Harry Potter and we got nominated for a couple of parsec awards, which is amazing. And and now we're gonna be doing this show, which I, I hope I hope people like it. I think um I think it's going to be completely different than doing Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm really, I'm really excited for it. It's going to be good.
1: I think at your age, I think that there are very few people that honestly go to college and walk through the gates or through the door. However you want to look at college and can say, I know what I'm going to do with my life. I yeah. I know. For a fact, I'm going to major in X or Y mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. Yeah, very the, few.
0: Very uh, through high school, you have all those like. What Let's are you gonna make do? a goal sheet. Yes. Like, what's your five year plan? Like,
1: nobody, nobody does. No. I, I didn't. I, I had none. And it's hard you can look back and and sure there's a lot of things that i i there's a lot of things i wish i did differently there's a lot of regrets that i have yeah that's just the nature of i don't regret i regret the way i did it but i don't regret the outcome of it sure because the things that i've learned i'm able to to teach you and i'm able to say for as much as I fell, I was able to get up. I was able to say it's okay. I'm a stronger woman oh,
0: for it. I've always like admired the strength that you have. Like I, I have many moments where I'm like, oh, like why am I having a hard time with this? Mom would just freaking do it and it'd be fine. <laughs> like,
1: well. I think you have to look at it as we are, com- we come from completely different yeah. environments.
0: And, and, you know, I, I, well, I think moving uh, a lot really like shaped me in a weird way.
1: I counted how many times I've moved in my lifetime and it's almost frightening. Yeah. But I, I kind of look at it you, and, and the, the
0: look that people give me when I tell them that I went to four different high schools. Yeah. Is absurd. Yeah. The fact that, like, Alexa is about to graduate from the same high school that I did mm-hmm. blows my mind.
1: Yeah, that she only went to two? Yeah. And the twins are going to go to one? Isn't that it's unbelievable? So weird. Mm-hmm. And that she's almost done. Yeah. I mean, I, I rag you and I tell you guys that, you know, you, you need to understand how different things were. Because you guys compare... Yeah. You guys compare things back and forth of how easy one thing is and how hard it was. And yeah, financially, we live in California, which is yeah. obviously the hardest state to live in because financially it's
0: it's ridiculous here. Yesterday when I was working at the theater, someone was like, you work in a movie theater. What do you mean you haven't seen blah, 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 blah. And my coworker next to me was like. When do I have time? We're we're twenty year olds that live in California. We have like multiple jobs and <laughs> and no time to come see movies. And I was like, I'm glad that you do said you, it. Do, I do didn't you know have how to. much it costs to yeah. live in California? Buddy? Do you know how hard it is for me to have time to go see a movie? <laughs> like it doesn't happen. Money uh, doesn't grow on trees no, in California. Honestly, buddy. like I don't have off time. Really, it's
1: you one can't live in a job or
0: another. And the podcast. The podcast is my free time and it's because I just love doing it. And like we do have people that support us. Our Patreon is doing pretty well and I think that now we're wrapping into our, like we're going into our hiatus for Harry Potter. Like I'm hoping that um, that more people will come and show the support over there because we're gonna keep doing weekly content for Harry Potter over there. Mm-hmm. But uh I don't know. It's nice to, I would love, I would love, the the dream would be that like this could be a full time thing. But I don't have any expectation for that, right? This is, we're doing this because we're passionate about the movies we're talking about. That's why the minute community works the way it does because mm-hmm. the people that are doing shows and completing shows are doing them because they have a love for the property. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest sort of things when, uh, when people started following the star Wars minute format, cause those guys, they, they were the ones that came up with the whole thing. Like mm-hmm. they're the ones who did a weekly show, or a daily show. um, one of their big rules was like, if you're gonna start something, like you need, to, you need finish to finish it. Like, don't pick something because you think that it's gonna get you people listening or it's gonna make you money or something. Like, do it because it's something that you love. Yeah. Um, and 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 that just it it all that all pulls me back to like, I remember being a little kid and 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 Pop Up telling me like, if you do something you love, it's not work. You'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I think that's why I'm willing to stay up until two o'clock in the morning editing content sometimes because, like, because I have a, a blast doing it. And, uh, and we've grown, we've grown so much since we started Harry Potter. Like, mm-hmm. the, the people at home can't see, but we have this elaborate setup here with, like, my laptop and a mixer and some mics and, like, whatever. Um, when we did our first episodes, Victoria and I were sitting on her bed with a digital recorder in between us. Didn't you at
1: one time have like one of those little miniature recorders? Like the Sony handheld job? I still have oh, it.
0: You? Did you really? That's what yeah. you used. that's what we use. No. When we recorded the first ever episode of 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 I Nerd That. Yeah. The first one, like five years ago. Um, the two of us sat in my car and I recorded it on my phone.
1: Weren't you going to Comic Con for that? Wasn't that like one Oh, like- that was that was before. Oh, um, even before Comic Con?
0: Before Comic Con, yeah. That's yeah. crazy, right? Isn't that insane? We just on my phone. Like I still have that. That it's on my laptop right now. I've listened to it and it's, it's five years ago. Maybe. Holy smokes. God. I could probably it's tell you I think it's probably been about five years. Wow. Because because I got a notification recently that the original the original Quibbler when we went through the chapters of Sorcerer's Stone chapter mm-hmm. by chapter. Um, the first episode of that aired over two and a half years ago. Wow. Yeah. So Um we've been doing this for a long time, you know, and it's only now that we're really like making a legitimate crack at it. And uh and the fact that we're getting like that people are following the show and that are engaging with the show, like I love it. I get emails from people um that oh someone's always left a comment on your post on dualingchonor.com. And I'm just like, oh, like people care enough.
1: If somebody takes thirty seconds and says anything, yeah, good or good or bad, but you gotta always remember what I told you. It's air. Yeah. And it cannot hurt you unless you let it.
0: I definitely... We talked about this before, but we got kind of a nasty comment, like, the second day that we did Harry Potter, Mm -hmm. um, that, like, really bummed me out for a little while. I was, like, kind of bitter. Um, I told Victoria, I was like, Victoria, I don't feel like recording today. And then, uh, and then we did a Patreon episode. It was just, like, well, this guy thinking that he's gonna throw us under the bus when he's not even actually listening to the show, like... And it was fine. Like it's gone. Like that happened so long ago now. But like it's still, it's still. Well, okay. So you're gonna have you're
1: gonna have people like that. Oh sure. But but put yourself in a place where the people that get Twitter, and mm-hmm. get tweets every single day, thousands of them. If you had it, if you let a tweet or a response bother you like that, can you imagine I I do- the weight that would be on I do- your shoulders every day? I think I
0: told I think you about this though. Um, I watched this really wonderful thing um, on YouTube, this show called um, In the Green Room or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's a panel of um, comedians kind of hanging out, like, just talking to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And Bo Burnham, who I love. I love, love Bo Burnham. Oh, yeah. I've shown you one. Um, Bo is my age. And he's sitting there with Ray Romano and Gary Shandling and Mark Maron and these people who've been doing comedy for like 30, 40 years. And one of the things he said was that, you know, a lot of the criticism that he gets as a young comedian who came up through YouTube was that he didn't put in the work he wasn't going and barking for clubs and he wasn't getting heckled by people when he was on stage and he wasn't yeah you don't know and he says no 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 and then and then and then bo's response to that which i think is beautiful is if you've ever put anything on youtube you have no idea yeah you don't know what the hassle is and and you've scrolled through the comments Mm -hmm. don't tell me i don't know what heckling is It's the same thing. And it, you know, and it might. It's, it's, it's internet heckling. It's the same thing. I think it, and yeah. And and I think it's. It um, can be just as hurtful. Exactly. Exactly. And, and so there is on the one hand, like I know, like objectively, I shouldn't let this thing get to me. This is just who knows who some troll somewhere Mm -hmm. typing in the anonymity of their laptop, but there's still the emotional effect of that. Like that. It's still, it's still a barb. It still it still kinda eats away at you a little bit. Even if you are trying to like like, I don't know. I don't know. And
1: see, I don't, see, I don't understand that. I don't understand why you let it bother you. And I don't know if it's just it's, because not, it's not
0: it's not like I'm like, you know what? Today I'm just gonna feel bad about that comment that guy said. <laughs> like it's not a decision <laughs> no, that I made. No, 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 I but but I guess maybe
1: that's part of the fact that I I do not it's kinda like video games. I don't I don't see the fascination in them. I don't. For me, the internet is a necessity to a, to a limit. You understand? Yeah. So yeah. it's a necessity. To, so it's for me, it's not a need. So internet it, culture. It is
0: your generation's uh-huh. need. So, well, well, I wouldn't call it need. I think, I think it literally is an extension of self. Right. Um. And so I think, I think that that's, I think that that's what it is.
1: It's, but at some point. Every single one of you needs to be well, able to shut it off so that you oh, can yeah. find who you are.
0: Well, see, that's 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 what's, um, the criticism is harder, I think, because it's like, if, if someone wants to say something bad about the podcast, if they're saying like, oh, the quality is terrible or what, like, those are things I can fix. Sure. But if someone's like, oh, these yuppie kids that have no idea what they're, like, whatever, like, then you're talking about me, Right if you if if you don't know me yeah yeah I, are you sitting in the same room as me you don't know what i look like I i think that people that listen to the podcast probably know me pretty well because we've put out 200 hours of content or something at this point probably not that much but but they can't see you yeah i don't know i've made friends with people i they're friends but you, that I but have you know now, what i mean
1: i mean for the for the that most, are people but, i haven't but, actually but seen for the most days. part they have not seen you. They, I mean, in general, sure. They have not. They have not seen your face. They don't clearly know my face, so it's not like you're skyping this person. Yeah. So why would it bother you? I don't know. Why? You, see, I see. I cannot understand yeah, how think... you can let the error irritate you. <laughs> if this person in Timbuktu is irritating I... you, why let it bother That's you? It's so zen. I
0: wish I could be. What have that? Attitude? Just like air. Just
1: so like... let it go just i'm I'm, see i I, I, it's something i have to work on i've told your sisters you have to pretend to be more like teflon just let the crap slide right off
0: it's it's you're you're saying it's funny because there's a dog barking outside and it's totally gonna come up on the mics but a little yap -yap back there well i mean we also heard the birds and the 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 wind chimes which (laughs) are gonna be impossible to cut out so i'm just gonna let them be but uh no um be tough, it's mom. very, no, that's very, that is actually very zen of you. It took me a long time to get there. Well, it, I, it's something that I've been working on since I was a kid. You, I read, um, those, I got those emails, the notes from the universe emails, the like, the Mike Dooley stuff when I was in middle school, right? Mm-hmm. And then I read, I read The Secret and The Power of Now and I I got into all that stuff and I, I, I'm really interested in like, um, like Ramdas and and that stuff now. Um, Be Here Now is, is a book that i go back to over and over again um but it's still a practice you know Mm -hmm. like some days are better than others there are some days where like it it is just like water and it just flows and i don't have to worry about it um
1: it takes a long time it's not it and and i know at your age of course i had kids i i I already had two kids at your age
0: my mind i keep thinking every like every day i think about like
1: Oh my God! How did Mom have two kids yeah. in my age? Yeah, it's kind of crazy, right? I can
0: barely take care of myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, when you look back, and 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 that's the thing. Your your, your generation, the, the majority of you do not have children at twenty six no. years old. Let alone have you know a, a stable one job that could you could yeah. support yourselves and have a home and things like that. It's very very difficult, especially here in our in our,
0: oh, our town here. or
1: or our state. Yeah, but. I mean, if we were still on the East Coast, you might be able to do it, but...
0: It's still tough, though. It would
1: be tough. But at the same time, when you get to that point where you get a little older and you start hitting your 30s, you kind of find a, a little a, more of a routine where your brain kind of says, okay, I can do these things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You are you stress less. But you have to be I able to do I think it depends on that. the person, too. If you're constantly uptight, yeah.
0: Yeah. But I was never that person. Pardon my French, but Cameron is wound up so tight that if you shoved a lump of coal up his ass, he would have, you'd have a, a, a diamond. In a week, he would have a diamond. Yeah. No, I, I totally identify with that, though. Like, if I was if I were any of the main kids, I would be Cameron. Of course you are. A hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like everyone, everyone, I think everyone is Cameron, and everyone wants to be Ferris.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've any. been
0: cameroned points in my life. Yeah. A lot of times.
1: Yeah. But I've learned that it doesn't do me any good to freak out. Because <sighs> I can't change it. Yeah. If 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 I can't change it,
0: then you why have to, freak out about it's it? It's just it's it's acceptance mm-hmm. and mindfulness. And I don't know. Days are going
1: to pass every day. It is not going to make a difference, okay? So if you're, you can look at it like Ferris and say, it's a glorious day. It was a perfect day for him to have that day off, right? So if you get up, and granted we have our June gloom, so you have the crappy morning, Mm -hmm. but we always have a stellar afternoon, right? Yeah. So you get up with that attitude every day. I'm going to have a perfect day like he did. Yeah. I'm just not playing hooky. So every day you get up with that same, every day you're above ground is a great day.
0: (laughs) I like that. No, honestly, there are a lot of people, there are a lot of people that I have the customers that come into the bookstore. Mm -hmm. um, I have this gentleman that I see a lot and you know, every, everyone who comes in because we don't get, we're not super traffic heavy. um, Like, Hey, how are you? What's going on? Like, how are you doing today? Uh, I have a, I have a guy that his go-to is, I'm still standing. I
1: like that. You're still breathing. Yeah. Still here. Hmm.
0: I like the I like the turn that this conversation took. Um. Do you have any other any other um Ferris Bueller things you want to touch on before we? I feel like we're winding down.
1: Oh, I need to watch it again. Now you got me thinking about that movie so much. I gotta watch it again.
0: I'm no. I'm gonna bu- I'm gonna buy another copy and I'll bring you yours back because I've had it for years. Well, no,
1: I, I need to get a Blu-ray anyway.
0: Me too. Me too. I want to buy it on Blu-ray because I want to see um there's um there's some behind the scenes stuff on the dvd that we have but i want to see if i can find like more well i'll look and see if they have the copy that's got the extra stuff well do they have a a extra edition
1: i don't know if they have because i would love to
0: i would love to see like a lot of that stuff that did get cut from the movie and i would love to see if i can find um the anniversary edition yeah something like that something that'll have all that stuff in it because a lot of them when they when they did it
1: for all the other movies that came out, they had an anniversary copy mm-hmm. come out. So I'll see if there's one. I didn't look at Best Buy when I was there. Yeah. But I was thinking about it because I was like, oh, I know you have my copy. So. I do.
0: I've had it for a long time. That's all right. It's my favorite movie.
1: It's okay. It's, I mean, you know, Haley sings Moana every day. So I you know, mean, you know. you're welcome.
0: There are welcome. There, <laughs> there are worse things to sing, right? Yeah. <laughs> i mean she Th- could, that that, she that, that movie sing- is beautiful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm disappointed in myself for have not seen it sooner than i did it's gonna be on netflix pretty soon which is nice because that means i don't have to buy it oh it's so good yeah it's so good it, it was so hot
1: we were when the, we did the well i guess i called it the patriots parade you know and it was so freaking hot we were standing in the sun and she's standing there and she's holding because she, she had to walk in the front with the pole right uh-huh. and she's standing there and i go oh my god and I just started humming to the song, mm-hmm. and she goes, "We're dead soon." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was just dying. Did you see? There's like a, um, a lot. there's a really beautiful uh, someone made like a fan art thing, and it's Obi Wan, not Obi Wan. It's uh, Luke Skywalker and Rey, mm-hmm. and Luke is doing the like "You're welcome" thing, <laughs> and someone wrote like Star Wars link like music. Star Wars uh lyrics to go with the tune of the song oh, that's for hilarious. like Luke to sing about how he destroyed the Death Star and brought balance to the force and it's <laughs> oh really amazing God that's a movie I'm really looking forward to this this the new um last Jedi yeah me too there's some good movies coming out this year I get banging on Taylor during that movie oh my God I could banging on I would movie. do a movie oh my pod- God! I would do a movie podcast with you mom you would? Sit down like this? Yeah, just talk about like, what have you seen lately? So me and Victoria, do you want to nerd Well, I told Taylor, I told Taylor, I said, oh my God, I would be living at the theater this summer. Yeah, there's some good stuff coming out. We just saw Pirates. Oh my God, I love that movie. Yeah? I
1: told Phil I'm going to take him. I said, honest to God,
0: I you don't think- You gotta see Guardians. Guardians well, 2 I, is phenomenal. We're supposed to go see it
1: on and Sunday, but- I think but- I
0: liked it better than the first one you did really that much i mean i want to go see it again but my initial thought when i left the movie was it's this better was than better first. than the first
1: one well we're supposed to go see it sunday okay. barring whatever happens this afternoon yeah um that's on the that's pretty much on the plan to go okay. see it but i told phil i was going to take him to see pirates um i want to see
0: alien do you really alien covenant supposed to be really good
1: <laughs> i know no. <laughs> Listen, I've only seen crap growing out of somebody's chest is not my I idea. Seen all because then I only think of his spaceballs and <laughs> Yeah, you know, I
0: I saw Spaceballs before I saw Alien.
1: No, re- oh yeah, you probably yeah. did because we grew up. You, I made you grow up watching Spaceballs.
0: It's weird the movies that I did watch with you. May the shorts, be versus with you. like there's so many movies that people are like. How have you never seen that? I'm just like, oh, because your mom had comedy in her head. Yeah, I made you watch all the comedies. I I made yeah, you watch I? everything was hum- How humors. did I? I feel like I'm the one who got, like, everyone else into the nerdy stuff in the house, right? Um, yeah. Because I
1: watched everything that was humorous. Um, That was me. Yeah. Well, come on. I worked 10 years for Blockbuster. I mean, it was kind of hard to not watch movies. So yeah, this was kind of your thing. I mean, so we had, when I started, I was working for Blockbuster... When, oh my God, were you even born? Yeah, you were born. Yeah, you were working. I was working there. You were born, and then movies were we we could take unlimited amount when you were first born. So there was oh my God, your dad and I used to watch movies out the wazoo. And then when Morgan was born, it was still the same way. So when you were toddlers. It was, you know, every Disney movie and all the little, you know, family movies. Mm-hmm. We could watch, you know, endless amounts of kids' movies. Yeah.
0: So you could repeatedly watch. Well, yeah, we watched Toy Story until it stopped working.
1: <laughs> Toy Story till it stopped moving, wa- mo- watching that, or stopped working. You watched, oh my God, Morgan watched Pocahontas till it stopped working. Mm-hmm. Mulan was like that. I mean all of the kid I mean and literally it was to the point where you could recite word for word every one of these movies. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, well I there you were so smart and you guys picked up on well, things see, so fast. the stuff.
0: Like, so I got into I got into reading and then we got like video game consoles in the house and I feel like I was watching less and less. We were sitting down doing movie nights less.
1: Yeah, you um you read more. You started reading more. Because you got, as you got to about nine or ten, you were reading so much. Well,
0: yeah, because I was deep in Harry I was entrenched in Harry Potter at that point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because you got Harry Potter at nine. She gave it to you when you were turned nine. Was it I really think? that late? Nine or eight? Okay. Because she gave it to you for your birthday.
0: Was it oh, the you first two?
1: Not-
0: Did she mean the first two for my birthday?
1: Because my copy of Chamber of Secrets. You might have been a little younger than that, because I think you were only in maybe second grade.
0: So Chamber of Secrets was released um, in the U.S. June of 1999. Alexa was born then. And and, and the copy that I have is a first edition, Mm -hmm. which means we picked it up that week. Yeah. We picked it up immediately. So we must have got it when I was like seven
2: mm-hmm.
0: or eight
1: and you have i don't know what copy you have of the paperback
0: uh, it, i have that one i just i just have like the i think it was just the original paperback run but mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know if it, it was not a first printing no but, but all of our hardcovers every hardcover after that is a first a first edition. printing. i mean they are in terrible shape of course but you know i
1: mean look everybody in the house is pretty much read it except for taylor mm-hmm. but when oh, been... they survived my backpacks and they moved with us. And they've, yeah, they've been moved, you know, cross country. Yeah. They've gone everywhere. But
0: so before I, I was know a bookseller they... and like really appreciated, like, oh, like hardcover should be kept real nice. I have some really nice uh, first editions of later JK books. Um, mm-hmm. I've got Casual Vacancy and I think Cuckoo's Calling, maybe? The Robert Gilbraith one. I think I've got both of those in hardcover first editions. Oh, you do? Yeah. Um, one of my coworkers gave them to me at the bookstore because he had no space for it, and was like, "Well, I think you'll appreciate this more than I will."
1: I know Lauren called and said she told me I've seen this. I keep seeing it when I travel and yeah. stuff, and it's on the it's on the bestseller list. She says I want to send this to Gary because I think he'll love it. It sat on your nightstand because the book opens with
0: Vernon Dursley, and it's so boring. It sat on your nightstand
1: for a good six months, and I said. I can remember telling you, read mm- mm-hmm.
0: I remember laying read on the it. couch hmm and 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 reading it and when you get when i get when you get to chapter two,
1: all I remember t- was t- kept telling you I promise you it will get better. it cannot be this much of a big seller mm-hmm. I promise you and you were you were like just Ugh. so bored.
0: you know what's funny now, though like if if someone were to do Harry Potter the TV show mm-hmm. I want the pilot episode to be Vernon and, like, give me, like, deeply entrenched into the muggle community of London. Oh, yeah. And then just Absolutely. let us see magic at the edges. Because that's exactly what that chapter does, and it works real well. hmm So that when Dumbledore shows up on the... shows up at the end of Privet Drive and, like, clicks the lights out, it's like, oh, this is magic.
1: Mm-hmm. Um... You wouldn't. Once you got past that part, you didn't move. No, I think I read I the whole thing not, in like a couple days. I could not peel you away from the book once you it's got really there. It's
0: really good. It's really good.
1: And then from the rest of them, it was the same thing. I mean, you, the moment you got got them at midnight. Yeah, I was. You were sleeping. the kid who did not sleep. No, you
0: just were like. I read. I think every book after the first one mm-hmm. in like a day or two. Um, I I took them. To the bathroom with me. Like I just mm-hmm. did not put the book down. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do it. Um I don't know. There are a couple things like that. There are a couple things that I have like that. Like the Harry Potter books were definitely like that for me growing up. Ferris Bueller was like that. It was the movie that I watched over and over and over again, like still to this day. Like, not even kidding when I say I've seen it a dozen times this last week. Um, I might not be investing as much of myself into it as a kid watching a movie, you know? Mm-hmm. But um absolutely. Uh, I just
2: can't. But you're going
1: to find little things as an adult watching a movie. You're going to find little things that you didn't when you were little. Yeah, I mean, you and it's no different. Every movie, this every movie will do that for you when you watch a movie the second time around. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Like I- I've watched so many of these movies. I've watched that. And there are people a piece, that
0: tell me like, oh, I've I I don't watch I don't like to watch movies more than once. Why? Because there's so many other movies. There's millions of movies out there and I w- want to see as many as I can. And if I watch something over again that I don't have. But like, like, do you realize what you're missing out on by not revisiting some of these Look things?
1: at somebody's facial expression. Like, look at the guy in this, like... You know, no, do you want to know my favorite?
0: One of my favorite moments in Ferris Bueller. Like, I hate, I told you I hate that reaction shot of Sloane when yeah. she finds out her, her mother dies. There's a moment later in the movie when they drop the car off mm-hmm. at the attendant. And Ferris says to the, the parking attendant, he's like, uh, do you speak English? And the dude's like, what country what do you, you think, think this, this is? is. Yeah. But in the background, Sloane, Sloane's just like watching him and she's gorgeous. And she's just like, you can just see the like, kind of the the heart there, right? Mm-hmm. Even though she's like, faded in the background in the shot between the two of them that are talking. Like, just things like that, too. It's just like, oh, like, what are you going to notice when you're watching these other things that are not directly in front of you on the screen? Mm -hmm. Um, It's really great.
1: It's wonderful. But But again, you're right. You have to be able to watch it again. You have to sit back and you have to look at it Mm-hmm. As a spectator, you can't just say, like, the first time you watch it, it's hilarity. You know, it's yeah. it's just a humorous thing about a kid getting a day off and how his buddies and he, like, piddle Gallating the day away, you it. know? Yeah. But when you step back and you watch it the second time, or the third, or
0: however, however many, you can look at all the big picture. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and it's 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 interesting because now that we're going to go through it, it's like such a fine comb, like, I, I think it's only going to deepen my appreciation for this even more. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some minute hosts that have wrapped up, um, particularly I'm thinking of, of, um, Brady Crane, who, who does, uh, he's doing Goonies or finished Goonies right now, but he did, um, Ghostbusters and Jurassic Park. And one of the things he was talking about was that like, before doing the movie by minute thing, just sitting and watching the movie and just like enjoying the movie, just like being a spectator and letting, it, like we talked about it earlier, just letting it wash over you. Um, and I think, I think he's kind of disappointed that now when he sits down in front of the movie, it's not that experience. But for me, I could say that like I, Victoria and I sat down and watched *Sorcerer's Stone* again mm-hmm. after being done, mm-hmm. and and yeah, it's not the same experience. But it was never you picked that apart. It was, ne- but it was never. It was never. Every time you watch it, it's a different experience mm-hmm. because you have new things to attach to it. New movies have come out, which means you have more knowledge of what's coming. Um, you grow up, which means that like you're not the little boy that he was. Yeah, you were his age when it came out. I was Harry Potter's age through the
1: release of all the books, mm-hmm. um, which, which is really unbelievable. That you know you you grew up literally with him. It. Yeah, You yeah. you grew up exactly the same age as Harry. So here you are growing up with the same day age as Daniel Radcliffe.
0: I, one of the things that I'm um really excited about doing harry potter minute is is that um we because i have because it makes me wait again it means i have to wait mm-hmm. because i was the kid that the new book came out and i read the book i devoured it mm-hmm. and then i would reread the series over again um and just reread them um just trying to pick it apart and figure things out and you know like there, there might be a movie coming out, but it'll be at least a year before the next book. And and there's kind of a struggle with that there, right? Um, and so for the last, I don't know, five years or so, yeah, we've had... A, it's been done. The story is over. Mm-hmm. And, and so, I don't know, you can go and pick up any of the books or any of the movies and binge them all and, and be done in like a f- couple days. And now going through minute by minute it means that like oh it's gonna take us a long time to talk about just this movie and then i have to wait six months before we start talking about the next one why are you waiting the six months oh because i can't do ferris bueller minute and harry potter minute at oh the same oh, time. oh well yeah because you're doing this one. well okay. and we just wanted we, we i do want to take a break from because it is a lot of time it would be really exhausting to just start chamber of secrets next week yeah um so it'll be it, I think I think by doing Ferris it's like far enough away from Harry Potter that like even though our schedules aren't going to be any lessened um it is going to feel like a break from what we're doing. And it's like it it's literally the break movie like <laughs> uh we're taking the summer off. That's good. Yeah. Um but there, See, there's something about bunny. that is like Victoria and I start talking about stuff that happens in later movies. And I'm like, you know, we can't talk about Luna for five years. Oh, my God. She's like, that sucks. That's a long time, (laughs) isn't it? So we'll talk about it. But, like, we know that those conversations will come up again or it'll be different. Oh, sure. Because you'll have other, you'll think of something else as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Well, you're taking notes as you go. So. Yeah, it's weird because we do try to record in order. Apparently not every show does that. Uh, I think, I think when, when Airport Minute was running, um. I think Jim O'Kane over there was saying that he finds guests that he wants for particular minutes and then just records those minutes depending on how that schedule works. So he might have recorded like minute 45 and then gone and recorded minute 26. I'm like, I don't like that. Because I, I think I think what we're doing is we're creating, I think by doing them in order, we're creating another narrative, right? You have the movie and then you have the narrative of like us through the movie, which is... Like a whole different thing. It's alive. We should wrap this up. Yep. This is fun. I'm glad that we talked and we uh we did this and went through this. Me too. Yeah. You um when you told me that you wanted to guest on on Ferris Bueller Minute, I uh I thought I thought were you, you were nervous? joking. I thought you are joking. Really? I told you I'd do it. I know, but I, I don't know, it feels like I'm like now dragging you into my world and it's fun. Please, this was my world before it was yours, buddy. Hey, no, I just mean, like, this part of it. The, like, sitting down and, like, oh, you mean actually the, recording the, the conversation. Because the, the well, these conversations we've had, I mean, these are the same conversations we've had for years. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do another one. Maybe we'll do more of these. I okay. like doing this. Sure. We'll talk about it. Okay. Thank you for being here. Anytime. Uh, everyone who's listening, I don't know when this is going to air. Um... I don't know how much of the main show is going to be up, but we should have a Facebook page by now at Ferris Bueller Minute and a Twitter, which I think is going to be at Bueller Minute or Bueller Min. And we'll see what Twitter lets us <laughs> do because I don't know how many characters you're allowed to use.
1: And, oh, you um, don't get your typical 140,
0: huh? No, no, no. For, for when you, um... Oh, your logo. your name. Oh, your For name. your, like, at whatever. Like, I don't know how long it can be because we couldn't do Harry Potter Minute. It ended up being HP Minute on Twitter because Harry Potter Minute was too long.
1: Um oh, okay. So I can't
0: do Ferris Bueller Minute. So I think it'll just be Bueller. Or Bueller Min. Bueller. Bueller. It'll just be at Bueller underscore Bueller. <laughs> no, That's I'm just kidding. That's not I'm not gonna do that. Um, Bueller anyone? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Make it um, catchy, man. Make it catchy. So so for, for those of you listening, you've probably actually heard the main show and know the the real places to find us. But as always, we're on com and I don't even have a sign-off. On Harry Potter, we say mischief managed, but that doesn't work here. Donkashane?